On this week's episode of Bungalore and the Bus, we talk about, oh, strambolis. Guns. And I go on a tirade about permitting. Welcome to Bungalore and the Bus. I am the bus, John Bustecker. And this is Brendan O'Connor with Bungalore.com, your source for hyperlocal news. And Brendan, we are chilling outside at Stonewall Stonewall. in Paramore. Holla, holla at Stonewall. This is the eminent gay bar in Paramore proper. You know, the little red-headed stepchild (laughs) to... can we say that? Is that a bad thing that you can say? No, that? you can say that. Is that all right? I can say that. It's very, uh, it's yeah. very flashy. Lots very of flashy. lights. Lights. They've got a, a merman tank on the second floor overlooking the Orlando City Soccer Stadium. Yeah, we are right next to the soccer stadium, right on Church Street, right downtown. Happening this weekend, man. You going? No, I didn't get tickets. No? How about right. you? No. We didn't get tickets <laughs> last year either when we went to the first game. But we're actually we're working on some really cool events coming up this uh, coming up in the next couple of months. So keep your ears peeled. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for people out there to come with us to some games. Cool. And maybe with some tacos. Awesome. So keep your ears peeled. Uh, otherwise, here on Bungalore on the Bus, we talk about all of the top headlines of the previous week. Things That's that right. happened you might have missed. We talk uh, about downtown Orlando and the surrounding neighborhoods. Orlando's like downtown park, bungalow neighborhoods. Winter if you Park, know. Winter Park, Soto, Hodo, Thornton Park. Is there a Hodo? Hodor, <laughs> hold the door. And if you miss any of our episodes, you can get them all on podcast. Your favorite podcasting spot like uh, iTunes or Google Play and Sound. If, so- if there's sound any, uh, if there's any information that you missed, you can go to bungalow.com. All those places. We apologize. We always record live. We always record live in our locations, and we happen to be right next to the ice bin tonight. We're, we're basically <laughs> in a motel right now, <laughs> next to the ice machine, which is great. It's all part of the aesthetic. Ice is always here. such a hot commodity when you stay at a motel. Is that a pun? No, no. I just feel like it's. But when you're at home, you don't feel like you need to get ice all the time. No, because who needs ice? But ice in a motel, for- you're like, oh my god, I gotta go get the ice at the ice machine for your bucket. It's my Jerry Seinfeld routine for the night. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, What happened this week, John? What, what happened did this week? happen this week? Do you know any headlines? I uh, know. That's no? your job. I just, I'm just color commentary. Someone got shot at uh, Wahlburgers. I know, well, technically, I think they got shot down the street, if I read that right. Because he was running? It started at Wahlburgers. Uh-huh. Yeah, this was like a big deal. This was on Wednesday, I think. This guy... Entered. He had already been like stalking someone who worked there. It was a domestic dispute, and he came in eleven o'clock in the morning with a gun. I, I don't think anybody was there yet. They were open, but nobody was there in terms of customers. Uh, okay, came in, did something, <laughs> eventually left, and I guess the police came and and found him and shot him dead a few blocks away. So, well, they shot him, and then he was pronounced oh, died later. dead That's later right. at the hospital. That's right. Uh, which you know he could have been. Could have been dead in the street, and they pronounced it later. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, died. So guns, guns in downtown Orlando. Yeah, it's a thing. And actually, Crazy. I just wrote. I also write for Central Florida 100, the Orlando Weekly, Orlando Sentinel uh, opinion column they do every Sunday. Uh-huh. And mine this Sunday is about uh, just up the street. Like the same week, the same week, someone was shot in Paramore. And there were no headlines. No. And now someone just got shot in downtown Orlando on the other side of I-4. And it's on all the headlines. Well, 
I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'll play devil's advocate here, though, Brennan. It was a police shooting, though. A police shot him, right? Yeah. That. I mean, I don't know about the the other one was a suspect that that they didn't know who shot. So when the police when it's a police shooting, it's usually a little bit different. Shootings. I, I know where you're man. going with it. Shootings and shootings. But it's but it's really not. When, I mean, it's I just think not. It is. Are we fighting right now? No, I mean, there's there's shootings it's our all first, over. Our first fight. <laughs> uh, there are. But a lot of people don't think there are because they're not seeing those headlines. And so this is literally up the street, same street, uh-huh. just on the other side of I-4. You don't Maybe think it was no wait, So you don't think it was reported on? Is that what you're saying? I don't. Not like this. Not like Wahlburgers. And Wahlburgers, I get it, right? Because yeah. the recipe is there. Yeah. It's, a real, it's owned by Marky Mark, the Calvin Klein X model himself. Yeah, but when there was a shooting... I'm trying to think of other shootings around town. There was there there was another incident. I kind of work with this uh, arts nonprofit. They had a summer camp at the nearby Paramore Kids Zone. There was reports of a gun, so they shut down the Paramore Kids Zone, and we heard about it. So I re- I called the police. Yeah, and they had no record of that happening except, and there were people there, and it was shut down. It's just crazy, but it's Paramore, so people are more like lackadaisical about it, I mm. guess. And that's insane. And we need to know because the more you know, the more you know that you can solve a problem. And True. the problem is gun violence that. in downtown Orlando. So who shot this person? I don't know. In Paramore, you I don't know. know. Okay, because I there was nobody nowhere for me to read it. Ah, and I don't write about crime, but I'll talk about it on air, <laughs> like an ign- ignoramus, uh, and air that for everybody to hear. But I just the only way. That's something we need to know about. Coral Gables, did you hear about this? Coral Gables is going against... Everybody's been preempted, right? Like, you can't... Florida cities can't ban assault weapons. And yeah, it's, no, it's a state It's a state law. State law. But yeah. Coral Gables is going to try and do it anyway. Yeah. And, and I think it has to do with fines. It's not like... So the, the state can fine you... When I say you, the state can fine a city government if they try to enact laws against... Guns. Well, they're going for it. They don't. They actually don't have. Apparently, I've heard this, uh, and it's not validated yet. That Coral Gables has nobody selling guns in city limits, so it's a little bit easier. Ah. So this could like preempt anybody from setting up shop to sell guns in city limits, at least assault weapons. Um, why can't we do that? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe Sounds they. Like we need to. I, I thought I saw something online that Patty Sheehan had mentioned this before recently. Good. Where, you know, because of what the Florida statute is, they didn't want to go against what the Florida statute was. I could be wrong on that, so we should probably check that. Well, unless we do something now, we're just going to have to keep talking about it forever, and I'm uh-huh. tired of talking about it. Yeah. So let's. Those kids from Parkland came to Orlando this week, didn't they, to meet with people at Pulse? Well, which is great because the Pulse people went to them, right? For one of their rallies. Some of the Pulse survivors yes. went and that was publicized. Um, what does it say when survivors of tragedy reach celebrity status? Mm-hmm. And then, which I'm not downplaying that. I'm just saying these re, these people are in the headlines. And then when two people get together... It's almost like a reality show right now, watching, watching people, survivors of tragedy, gather and grieve together and then also rally and try to affect change. The whole thing is like TV 
wet dreams. Yeah, and, and I, I'm also just sort of amazed that these two, I mean, not amazed, this probably isn't the right word, but these two mass shootings happened in a state. I mean, is it coincidence that they happen in a state where gun laws are how they are? Other people, I guarantee everybody in New York is like, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, I it's mean, Florida. 49 killed of course it happened in Florida. 17 killed in Parkland. And then that's on top of the everyday crime that we have as well. Anyway, let's go back to hyperlocal right. so I don't feel right. so desperate and sad that I can't affect change. How about Ostromboli? Why don't we talk about let's that? Let's talk about Ostromboli. And I guess there's an S in there. Ostrombolis. Oh, plural. Uh, plural. Or they own it. A lot of Strombolis. <laughs> so this was it. This is was in an Audubon Park. It's an Italian restaurant in Audubon Park. Right, right next on the to corner, Big Daddy's. Right next to Big Daddy's. Right across from Stardust Video and Coffee. Have you eaten there? Yes, I once. I ate there once, too. And that was all I needed. That's all I needed, too. <laughs> nothing, nothing to write home about. They've had, like, four owners in the past four years, I've never understood. How do you mess up pizza that bad? It's I, literally sauce, cheese, and bread. Like, how do you mess it up? Sauce, cheese, and bread, people. <laughs> Sauce, cheese, and bread. That's yeah, just a that's toppings. just a cheesy pizza. Somehow, some, I was there one time with somebody, and it was it wasn't really that good. Well, this the new owners have they're totally renovating the space. There's like, and you know it's current because there's a wood accent wall <laughs> that's going in. So there's a whole wood and accent wall, and you then, know it's hip and and, and rustic. <laughs> they got sandwiches. They're gonna have a coffee bar. It is fancy schmancy, and the name is. I got to look at it. Ostrombolis? No, it's like 1803 Pizza Kitchen. 1803 Pizza. Is that their address? It is. And they are slated to open Spring Break. Spring Break. Spring Break. (laughs) Spring Break. So when when is Spring? Wait, is that what it says? Spring Break? Yeah. Well, like everybody's Spring Break is different. I know. (laughs) Well, that buys them, right? That's good leeway because I'll tell you what. We've been we've been dealing with permitting ourselves this week, and and you cannot count on city permitting to no. give you a concrete date for nothing. Wow! And actually, which brings me to say, Ben Bomb, these poor, poor people who've been slaving away for two years, just around the corner, just around the corner to open a Mexican Portuguese restaurant based off of their very popular food truck, and an, an old bank. Uh, are still not open. Really? They were supposed to be open weeks ago. What? I, and I, it's because, this is what I heard, John, they were permitted for one electric box on the back of their building. Yeah. When they got the walkthrough to get their certificate of occupancy, there were two boxes. Oh, no. Which is a no-no. And so they are delayed, and they have to fix that whole thing, which might mean rewiring, like, whole half the restaurant. That's crazy. That is unacceptable why why if it's working and it's safe who cares yeah that's a fine or something just let them pay a fine at this point two hundred and fifty thousand dollars into their renovation i know that's nuts let's let this go yeah and let them open their restaurant huh you know what i mean i agree no i agree how many Asian you sound, you Mexican? Sound like a, an upset Donald Trump right now. <laughs> no more regulation. I don't get it. Cut the cut the red tape, Brendan. Cut the red tape. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. And what? And this? And I hear these stories all the time, John. And they're all afraid to come up publicly. You think this is a uniquely Orlando thing, or I, just? It's I just, don't know if it's just a recently uniquely Orlando thing. I know they're trying to fix it. Actually, they're, 
the guy who I work for has helped streamline the permitting process online. So now they can actually keep track of what your your permitting officers are telling you. They couldn't keep track before. Really? So it sounds like you and I should start a permitting consulting business. So businesses oh. like Bembom don't have to go through this. The only I'll tell you what, someone's gonna do a mass lawsuit. There's gonna be a big old lawsuit. What's the lawsuit though? Like harassment? Like they're harassing you know, them? Or? Like, like just to get their money back. Because these people are told one thing. Here's a, here's another case. Lazy Moon Pizza. Yeah. Right? They were about to open. Plans were approved. Everything was great. They did everything they were supposed to. They're about to open. They get their fire walk through, and they're told that their sprinklers are wrong, and they need to upgrade to another system of sprinklers. Huh. Right before they're supposed to open. That delayed them like two months, John. And that's like, sprinklers are not cheap. I want to say no, it's like $20,000 for oh, a new at sprinkler least. system. That's two months. Why wasn't that caught in the opening part of that permitting phase? There is no... That's crazy. That's you, a lawsuit. That's a $20,000 hiccup because that wasn't caught. Do you think there's just a lack of communications between departments or a lack between I think it's communication. I think, I think sometimes from what I'm seeing and hearing, it's just specific permitting agents wow. that like to make it tough All for right. people. But who knows? That's You have to take that with a grain of salt. What I am seeing is they don't have enough staff. And they're all juggling multiple cases, right? And so, like, I, when we were trying to do a pop-up rest, pop-up thing, which is taking on a new life somewhere <laughs> else, uh, the person who was trying to help us and, and under orders of making it a little quicker, because it's a pop-up, it's not an official thing, right? It's basically a party that just lasts longer. <laughs> uh, we couldn't get a hold of her, and she was answering emails at, like, 8 o'clock at night. And really? so, like, that's tough, man. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, that's I'm sure they're point. understaffed over there at Super the city of Orlando. It's not a sexy job. No. Right? Well, who wants to be a permitting officer? But how do you fix it? I don't know how to fix it. All I know is that there's a problem and, w- and an expensive problem that's making it hard for small business to open up in Orlando. I say this a lot. Like, how do other municipalities do it? Like, Orlando is not the only city in the country. I'm, I want to say Gainesville is doing a great job right now because they actually it's like a cookie cutter it's the same no matter what this is you know what it is the process is the same for everybody this is what you have to do there's a manual step-by-step process you know what you know what you have to do each step i mean i'm sure every business is different different. every building's different i got another i got another case study for you (laughs) all right all right i feel like i'm in college right now spooky's black cat cafe do you remember that yeah so it was this little, I think it was like an office before it was in the milk district and it was a very, it didn't last that long. Little, little coffee shops, pastries, sandwiches closed seven bites moved in with their first location. Yeah. And when they moved in, they were told it wasn't zoned for a food, food business. So the other restaurant, the previous tenants were just breaking the law. No, they just didn't record it correctly. Oh, <laughs> They did it correctly. It just wasn't recorded correctly or filed or something. Somewhere in the city hall, it got lost. And so Seven Bites was faced with this fee to change the use, which never should have happened. Because obviously there was a restaurant there before them. And for them to open, they would have had to do everything correctly as well. Yeah. So somewhere along the line, it just didn't translate. 
in the records. They are they, had to change do, they have a, do they have a, a filing system there and like old well, file cabinets? Now it's all online. I'm picturing an old library. <laughs> now <laughs> it's all with a card catalog. <laughs> they have this digital city hall, this permitting process, which keeps track of those things. It's like the beginning of Ghostbusters where that old lady is with her <laughs> card catalog. But before that, these pieces of the puzzle are all kind of missing, <laughs> right? It's, it's like the Dark Ages. You're missing this like history, this paperwork. Huh. And uh, I don't, I don't know how to fix that. That is a mess. Like, you, like you're gonna need like a whole army of AmeriCorps volunteers to go through the archives and digitize everything. That's the only way you're gonna be able to keep track of everything that's you happening could, in Orlando. You could, ha- you could launch a website, Brendan. Hear me out. Okay, I'm listening. Where you have somebody like Bembom. Okay. Where it's just a countdown of day or count up of days. That they've been trying to open. I love and it's it. just a whole list of them. I love it. They and then <laughs> they, they log in and they tell you what they were told from yeah. Germany. And yeah. we tell, you know, just like you would like with an order. When you're ordering food, right? You're ordering food in the restaurant. Uh-huh. In the back, if it's a more expensive restaurant, like we're not expensive, we're like Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> in the back, they have a screen that color codes, right? Yeah, yeah. And it'll tell you how long it's been since that food was ordered. And then the longer you're waiting, it starts changing colors. So from green to yellow to red. And when it's in red, you know you effed up. And you, and the management's going to have to go talk to that table and buy them a Sunday. It could be a whole website like that, Brendan. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And <laughs> Super you could, simple. And you could do that based on the permits that get filed. You get the dates. All that information's there. And you just it could just be automated. I love that, John. You're brilliant. You can take that one. You can run with that if you want. I can't want. believe I just talked that much about permitting. I'm never going to be able to open a business no, now. No, they're going to deny you at every step of the Which way. Which I'll tell you what. That's why businesses don't want to talk to us about this stuff. Because they're afraid that if they open a second location, the city's going to remember that they made a dust up and they're not going to be allowed to do it. It's like the mafia. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying I think the city would do that. But maybe they would. I don't know. Hopefully they wouldn't. There's fear there. Anyway. What else can we talk about? I don't know. We can talk about permitting some more if you want. Let's rhyme through. We got. We don't have much time. Um, Ostromboli's. That happened. We already talked about that. 310. You know 310 Restaurant? 310 Lakeside. The one in Winter Park or the one in downtown Orlando? Well, the restaurant group that owns the both of them. I'm always amazed that the one in downtown Orlando stays open. <laughs> Not because I don't think they have good food. I just don't I don't know anybody that goes there. Uh, I've been there a couple times lately, and there's Has people inside. Busy? Yes, inside. Okay. The right. patio is never busy. I used, I mean, I, when I lived downtown, I used to go there because they were open till 2 a.m. Uh-huh. They have late-night happy hour, which is awesome. Their drinks are like $2 after 11. I feel and like they, they have s- good egg rolls. And they serve food till 2 a.m. At least they did. And so it was a really cool place to go if you didn't want to go to the club at 1 o'clock, but you wanted to go still have a beer. I had great service last time I was there. I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't know a lot of people that go there. Now, the one in Winter Park on Park Avenue, always there's busy. always people there. But it's Park Avenue, so like True. you could like carve a hole in the wall and people will find a way to True. sit in it. True. Tell so what, what is 310 doing before I go on that, after <laughs> I go on that little... Little tangent. They're taking over the Park Plaza Garden space. The roach place. <laughs> Didn't have like a bunch of roaches? Uh, there were reports of roaches or rats, right? I mean, I, I have no problem with roaches in Florida. Like, you live in Florida. Like, there's going to be roaches everywhere. I'm not yes. saying I want to eat where there's tons of roaches. 
But like when I see him now, uh-huh. I don't like freak out because I'm like, oh, like I live in Florida. Scott Joseph wrote about it, and a, and there's a quote from the from the owner saying like they're gutting it right now. Oh, I heard there was like a lot of roaches. Well, he's though. saying they're gutting it, and there's no signs of anything. Oh, really? Yeah, they're like we're not seeing anything, and there's two sides to every story. Ah, I don't see nothing in here okay. that suggests that. That could be spin to say, we're not dirty, we're clean. <laughs> it's a but, cool place. But I believe him. That that space is cool. Beautiful. I was in there. That was one of the first places I went when I came to Orlando. When I got my job at the Sentinel, that's where I was taken to, like, woo me. <laughs> and I had a steak, and it was, like, kind of inside but outside. Like, you're sitting sort of in, like, a courtyard, and that's a cool place. There's a hotel on top? I thought so, yeah. Yeah. People so what, go there so for their weddings. So they're making it a steakhouse? Yeah, it's called Bovine. Bovine. Which is a working title. I kind of like that. Hey, you're eating cow anyway. You would, John. You <laughs> would. Moo. When's that uh, supposed to open? Ah, they don't know. No they got idea. a lot of work to do. Uh, Park Station is now the Rustic Table. Walked by there the other day. Yeah, they changed Why did they the name. Why change the name? Nobody knows. They won't talk to me. I'm, no. assuming it's, uh, I'm assuming it has to do with new ownership. They have a cool bar. Like I walk when we walked by there the other night. Like their bar is like well lit. There's a bunch of bottles. It looks like a cool place to drink. That whole stretch is like brunch central, right? I've been going to the Alphon a lot lately. You have for dessert. <laughs> going to Hamilton's. That sounds dirty. I love <laughs> Hamilton's. Whenever if there's you know like winter with what is it winter park winter with the riders. It's a writing series. They have a speaker series. At oh, Ron's yeah. College. That was just like a week ago. Whenever they have a speaker, they stay at Alphond. And so if you time it right and you have dinner before the speaking thing, you will most likely bump into that person. Ah. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is oh, coming mean, in April. Wait, oh, wait. Do you mean the... Do you mean the writer series or the or the speaker series? Speaker oh, series. Oh, the speaker series is... Because Katie Chang... Institute... Yes, yes, yeah. that, yeah, yeah. Winter Park Institute. And so, who All did right. I see there? I saw, oh my, what's that guy? Um, George Takei? Yes. Just a little man with his big gay husband. <laughs> He's like a table away from me. Yeah? Eating a salad and soup. Huh. Yep. Uh, the yard has started construction. The yard, oh, I break. saw that. Everybody, crane watch, hashtag, hashtag crane watch. They started putting up some, some cement, walls, stuff and- cement stuff. Cement stuff. Going up, they, it's got going the, vertical. they got the the roads going through. Knocked down those warehouses three years ago. <laughs> Was it three? Something like that. Three or four. It's been right? a while. It's been a big old dirt lot. Now we're getting us some vertical height. We're getting some apartments. That okay. Virginia is going to be a nightmare. Retail. You know that? What's going to be? Virginia Drive is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> they ought to just close it. Just make it a pedestrian. <laughs> like a, a two-way, two-lane street there. It's going to be crazy, John. Just I, make it a pedestrian There's going to be, they still haven't put in the stoplight. Close it at Orange. There. Close it at Mills. Everybody gets to walk. And then there's that whole new development. That would do well. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. They're tearing down all the buildings around it. Uh, hideaway. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta take a break. All right. We'll talk about it when we get back. Okay. All right. Welcome back to Bungalow and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. Hey, Bus. This is Brendan O'Connor with Bungalow.com. 
Home, your source for hyperlocal news. And uh, we are here at Stonewall in Paramore, right next to the Orlando City Soccer Stadium, where they will have their opening game against DC United. So Brendan is not going. I am not going. Although I, we were just never invited. <laughs> never invited. You know what? You just gotta invite yourself. Just gotta buy a ticket, John. I know. Just gotta buy a ticket. Have you and been go. to a game yet? Yeah, I love it. I haven't been to a men's game yet. Ever, ever? Uh not at the new stadium. Then your Orlando ticket is revoked. I know. Well, we can't all be high rollers running websites like you, Brendan. <laughs> I had a rough year last you're, year. You're I was out of work. Drinks right now. That's true. Yeah. That's what I you went get to, when you're but blogger. I did go to their games when they were at the uh, at the Camping World when they were in the minor leagues. I was at their championship games. Now you're bragging. I know. No, you're I all am. over the place. I am. Uh, I'm gonna come. I might just come and hang out at Stonewall because they have that second floor patio with a merman tank. And I you just keep kinda, saying this merman, but I don't think I've ever seen an actual merman there. Have you? It's rare. It's rare. I want to do like a party here, and then we can hire somebody to come and hang out. Hire in the tank. a merman? Yeah, I'll be the merman. Would you do it? No. Would you put on some fins <laughs> if I paid you? Maybe. All right. No, maybe not. No, we'll see. Facebook Live from the tank. Maybe we'll see. Yes, you're going to totally do so, it. So after, before the break, we were talking about the yard and Virginia, and you had said something about the hideaway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yard and what? The hideaway. Hideaway. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they're buying up. It's Crossman at the yard. They're buying up all around the hideaway, demoing all of those buildings, and it's going to be this new high-rise like condo building. Where? The hideaway on Virginia. So you were talking about traffic that's going to be happening. Uh, it's going to go crazy. And someone, our new friend here at Stonewall, at Stonewall just put over a video. Photographic John. proof. I'm going to get his number merman. and he's going to have to send us this video and I'm going to post it on the site. So the mermans do exist. They do exist. All right. I told you. Thank you so much, friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, so any the second phase of the yard development in Ivanhoe Village is on the just on the other side of Virginia, the two-lane Virginia Road is this new crazy high-rise intense building. Pedestrian walkway. And they tried to buy the hideaway and they refused. So now the hideaway will literally be hidden away in this giant building, just how, like the up house. How can it be hidden away when it's right on the street there? But yeah, you know what I mean. It's like going to be like bookended. Oh, okay. giant high rise. Right. Well, I'm, I'm sure they'll do well business wise. I think, right? I'm sure they will. It's going to be sad to see. They got a killer burger there. They're great burgers. They got a good burger great there. Great burgers. A little smoky inside, but they got a good burger. All those giant trees around it are going to get cut down. Uh, all those old buildings. And like there's that three story building that faces Brookhaven right behind it. That's going away. Uh, you can find that out. You can just put in the yard at Crossman in our search bar at bungalow.com. You can find out more about it. You can see the renderings. Um, did you hear about Palm? You know, Palm Moon Gauklong? She's going to meet my hero, Guy Fieri. Yeah, she already met him. Already <laughs> That's met right. Him. They already recorded. Uh, Palm, who owns Pom Pom Sandwicheria and Tea House, or Tea House and Sandwicheria. Does she still own Taco Chino or not? No. She no. helped launch it. She was dating that guy. They broke up. It's his now. He got Palm. He got he got Taco Chino. He got Taco Chino. And, and then she opened another Palms in. Are uh, you ever going to open that other Taco Chino? That's crazy. I can't even write about that. Back to our. I can't even. Back talk to about our that, permitting John. days. Like, like our permitting talk. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think it's permitting. Uh, it's I think not it's just more people. This is busy <laughs> all the time. How do they not Taco have the funds? Yeah, I haven't been there forever. I love it there. I like their butter chicken burrito. 
I always just say, give me three tacos. Surprise me. Is that a jerk thing to do? <laughs> yes. Really? <laughs> I just don't really care I don't what I get. People say when you're bartending and you're like, I don't know. What should I get? You know, like, and I well, just did different. it literally tonight. But I like everything. I don't know. So if I'm like, hey, surprise you me. You don't like everything. No, I do. Except for beets. And burritos. No, I li- I'll eat burritos. I just don't like them over tacos. Yeah. You just don't like them. No, I like them. I just don't like them as much as tacos. Oh, my god, It's different. It doesn't even make any sense. Uh, so, Bob is going oh, yeah. to be on Guy Fieri's Grocery Games TV show on the it, Food it's Network. It's almost like Supermarket Sweep, only you make food. With the things that you find in the grocery yes. store? And, it's, and he owns the grocery store. This is what happens when you're live at Stonewall. It starts to be <laughs> hip-hop night. <laughs> so, wait, he, she's going to be on? Do we know when? Uh, Sunday at, I want to say, 8 p.m. This Sunday? This Sunday, 8 p.m. What's your opinion on Guy Fieri? I don't Brendan? have an opinion. I, I kind of like him. Everybody seems to hate on him. Okay. But, like, I feel like the restaurants he goes to, they're local places. They do good food. You know, they're fun. He's been at, like, uh, he's been to all the restaurants he was, here, He right? was here in Orlando. He was at the meatball shop and... He went to the Saigon Noodle Place and on Bumby. Those are good restaurants. I don't care what anybody says. I'm into it. I, I hope she does well. I hope she wins. I, I love her uh, Thanksgiving Day sandwich, Mama yeah. Ling Ling. Yeah. God, dip it in some gravy. You know <laughs> what I mean? Dip that sandwich in some gravy. It's like a party here at Stillwell oh, now. Can you hear that good. music? I'm afraid that this is going to be underwear night. <laughs> Why are you afraid? Because I'm not ready. I don't know what I'm wearing. Everybody else is in their regular clothes. They are, but like maybe there's. You think t- it's just going to be like we yeah. work hard, like and we nine play o'clock, hard. all of a sudden, like clothes come off, right? <laughs> there's a night here at Stonewall where people just hang out in their underwear. You think like a siren's going to go off and it's like, oh, take your clothes off, <laughs> and then they're going to well, be? I hope so. Is it everybody or just the men? Everybody. Okay, just wondering. But I'll be honest, Stonewall's kind of like. A bear bar. Really? So it's mostly men here. Okay. (laughs) Except during game days, and it's like everybody's here. Because it's the the local dudes are like, yeah, look at all those hot soccer loving dudes. uh All the bros. All the bros. When bros and bears on Sundays. (laughs) It's like college night. (laughs) Sorry, I'm getting real gay. Uh, Foxtail is taking over coffee at Dr. Phillips. I saw that. They're the official coffee provider. Of the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts. Yeah, the entire center. Can I give them some advice right now? Yeah, do it. So I actually get coffee a lot when I go to the Dr. Phillips Center because I'm sort of tired at 8 o'clock and I want to get a little boost. They need to streamline their process because like, when you go to the, the coffee place, it just takes forever to get either coffee or wine or beer or whatever. These guys are used to it. They're going to have slow pours. They're going to have like all that crap at They just time. need to have more people doing it. Because what happens is the person who is taking the money is yeah. also the person making the cappuccino. You're not, you can't have like a latte. This isn't going to be like lineage. You're right. And you're not. Nobody has an hour to wait for They ought to have like slow two drip things. coffee. You get coffee or coffee with cream. And that's it. <laughs> like you, you're serious. I'm serious though. Well, like I kind of want like a chai tea latte. Dirty chai tea But like things that you can make quickly. Yeah, quick. And I think they get that. Cold brew. I want like a cold brew when I'm watching the, you know. That's fine. I want to see Lion King and have a cold brew. Those lines just go way too slow. They need, so hopefully this will solve that. Foxtail's killing it. Yeah, that's all I see about that. They're just taking over. But we're going to take a break here. 
So we got a special interview that you did. Shout out from Michael Marinaccio with the Orlando Fringe Theater Festival. We'll be right back. I'll be right back. Right, this is Brendan O'Connor. We're sitting here in the big, fabulous Fringe headquarters, just tucked away above Orlando Shakespeare Theater, and we're here with Michael Miranaccio from Orlando Fringe. Hey, Michael. Hey, how you doing, Brendan? Hey, so you've been traveling all over the world right now. Uh, I have. It's been uh, it's been a wild year, and uh, you know, I I, I kind of love traveling. It's one of my favorite parts of being the producer of Orlando Fringe is going to other festivals and seeing them. Uh, but in the last couple of years, I've been traveling as an artist myself, and that's been... Well, let's um, talk a little bit about Fringe. Sure. Uh, what is it? Why do people care, Michael? What is this thing? Uh, Orlando Fringe uh, is a multi-genre performing arts festival that takes place over two weeks. It is all independently produced performing arts events. So um, we, are, uh, we don't produce any of them. We facilitate independent producers Fancy. producing the work that they want to do. We are unjuried, which means we are not curated. Uh, it is through fair lottery, which is a very egalitarian system and it allows, um, whether it's a, a, a amateur first timer or a polished professional artist, um, they have the same chance of getting in, which is really exciting uh, and also a little bit scary. And it's you not never know all what you're gonna local get. either, Michael, right? It's also no, things from... No, we national, international, and local. We're about 50% local and 25% national, 25% international outside of the United States. Uh, we are uncensored, which means that we don't control any of the artist's contents. Uh, it is 100% their creative expression, and we give 100% of the ticket sales back to the artist. The festival takes place over two weeks, uh, last two weeks of May, uh, and it combines an outdoor festival with our indoor theater events. Um, so there's a, there's a visual arts component, gallery. Kids component, kids. A teen component. We have a component for adults with developmental disabilities now. We had about 52,000 in just ticket sales last year, but with our free fringe attendance, with our uh, outdoor stage and our kids fringe and all of our special programming, um, we, we really strive to serve the entire central Florida community, no matter what your demographic age, uh, race, religion, uh, gender identity, or, uh, political affiliation. We All want access. everybody to be included, to feel welcome and included at the fringe. Michael, how many productions do you have at this year's fest? Uh, this year we are, are right about to finalize that. We got a few site specific uh, which are the non-traditional, strange, bring your uh, own venue, right, creative, create a new venue. Okay, idea, uh, you know, do it in a car or a bathroom or a camping trip. Or a, we have a swimming pool this year. Um, <laughs> but anyway, these. Uh, so we're about 130 to 135 shows this year. So okay, is, that's amazing. It's actually less than we had last year. Um, a reduction in size of in number of offerings because we want to maximize the audience for the artists. So we want to make sure that we're, we're, we're prioritizing full houses over more inclusive, uh, including more sense. artists this year. Like that, mm-hmm. uh, Bilbo Baggins line, too much, too little butter over too much bread. Right? Yes, correct. <laughs> I get it. You got to spread it, spread the love. Absolutely. Uh, so Orlando Fringe, you have a big event coming up next week, but let's talk a little bit about what's going to be featured there. I believe it's something that you produced yourself. 
That's correct. Yeah. So um, every year we do our annual fund, our largest annual fundraiser happens in early March. We had been doing it at Hard Rock Live for a while. We have a new partner this year, Plaza Live on Bumby and the fancy you know, where the Philharmonic calls home now. Um, anyway, we're so we're doing our largest annual fundraiser Monday night, March 5th. And the featured act is a show that uh, I co-created and produce and direct and have run the sound for in 40 of 50-something performances. And uh, uh, it's, a, it's a piece what that's really it, close Michael? to my heart. Spill the it's beans. called Josephine, a burlesque cabaret dream play. Okay. Um, Based on Josephine. The, life of, the iconic life of Josephine Baker, okay. who is one of the most incredible lives of the 20th century. Uh, she has never really received the recognition in the United States that she deserves. So a lot of people don't know much about her. Um, if they know something about her, they know like the images of her in a banana skirt. Um, but Josephine was the first uh, African-American international superstar. She had to go to France to become that. Uh, but in her adopted homeland, she was starring alongside white leading male romantic leads in films in the 1930s. She was a spy for the French resistance. She was a, well known for um, her burlesque performance early on in her career, which uh, she was kind of groundbreaking in that way. Okay. Um, so this production... Features Tamisha Harris, who Correct. people might recognize from Blue Star in the venue. Correct. Uh, mm -hmm. Variety. Longtime member of Variety's Big Bang Boom Cabaret. And so this um, showcases all of her talents, right? So burlesque performer, singer. Yeah. So Tamisha, I mean, really, the concept behind the show was was originally we wanted to create something for Tamisha to be able to do by herself, and and that would showcase all the things she does. Tamisha is. Um, a, a, an award-winning singer, dancer, uh, and actor. She uh, is well-known in uh, Central Florida for burlesque and dance, but she's also um, uh, toured with Rock of Ages as a singer. She's toured with Palabolus as a dancer. She's Palabolus, uh, yeah, she one of my a, favorite words. A so, uh, assistant choreographer for Sync. I mean, she's done, uh, she's an incredible career. And I know we just wrote about it, but uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, RuPaul, uh, the host and yes. producer, and saw your show in New York and loved it and tweeted about it. Absolutely. For opening night, RuPaul was in the house and um, actually because of leg room wanted to move up to the front row i wasn't going to tell tamisha that rupaul was in wow. the house but once rue moved up to the front row i was like i gotta tell her uh <laughs> and so two minutes before the show i went down and i said uh i just don't know how to tell you this honey but uh rupaul's in the front row and she's like you are lying to me no and then just so i i was like okay i laughed and loved it but but uh she yeah rupaul uh was beaming and 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 had the nicest things to say to Tamisha afterwards, and then tweeted us out, and then talked about us on the podcast. So it was really exciting. So that's great. RuPaul loves it, so everybody else is going to love it too. How much are tickets for the fundraiser, and how can people come? See okay, it? there's only a handful of VIP tickets left. Uh, they are seventy five dollars. That includes a big event, dinner, um, some pre show uh, entertainment. But uh, the actual show is 
$35, which is a steal. Right. It's actually cheaper than it was in our off recent off-Broadway run. Um, and the show features a live band slash mini orchestra for the first time. Um, it's You can get the tickets at orlandofringe.org. O-R-G, uh, and uh, I, I recommend highly that everybody in Orlando go in, out and see it if you have an interest in the show because we don't know when we're ever going to bring it back to Orlando. We'll have that link uh, in the post online and also in our podcast when this gets podcasted. Thanks. Uh, Michael, thank That'd you so great. much. If there's one more thing you want people to know about this fundraiser or about Orlando Fringe, what is it that you want them to know? I want them to know that uh, just supporting Orlando Fringe is super important to helping our arts community and helping young, ex- aspiring artists, innovative, uh, exciting artists, and and artists that are veterans to do new work and to actually be able to make a living at this. Um, and it's an amazing event to come see. So uh, please support. It? Orlando Fringe is May 15th through the 28th of 2018. All right. Come on down. There's a beer garden. We'll see you there. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. So, yeah, if RuPaul likes it, then we like it. You know, we got to yeah. go check that out. Yeah, and I like RuPaul. Who, who's RuPaul? <laughs> who's RuPaul? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get out. I can't say that at Stonewall. They'll, like, chop my head off and put it on a, on a stick, right? They, they're actually doing it right now. They do. Uh, they watch RuPaul on the screen and play games. I've never seen the actual show, though. Ever, ever? No. Look over your shoulder, yo. They just oh, there did it the, is. Uh, they're about to... Uh, dance for their lives so is it it's just like a reality show where they compete to be the best it's like a talent show queen. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah and it's amazing it's some of the best talent in showbiz yeah right up on there trixie mattel all the way i saw her perform in cape cod and i'm in love all right so here on bungalow in the bus we talk about the top headlines let's get back into it mccray mccray Art Studios yeah. in Paramore. They're looking Over f- off of Westmoreland. They are the Upper Crust Visual Arts Collective here in Orlando. They are looking for two new artists to come and join their collective, which means you get an artist studio. What happened? To, what happened? Did they lose two? I think they lost two. Yeah? Which happens. Yeah, it happens. People move honest, away. They're a little old, you know? So <laughs> they're looking for <laughs> oh, some... you think they died? <laughs> so they died, but they disappeared. So, they, <laughs> so you're looking for two. I called the guy today, Brendan, to do a video on him. And he's in his 90s. He's a World War II veteran. And I said, can we uh, do it next Tuesday? He's like, I don't know if I'll be here on Tuesday. I said, <laughs> I said, I said well, God willing, you will be. He's like, well, we can try. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Said, okay. When I'm 60, I'll be saying that. <laughs> anyway. so, so it's cool. You pay a little bit of money, like in your dues, and that pays for your studio space. It's on Westmoreland. How much Colonial. we talking? It's a couple hundred bucks. Like 200? Yeah, I think so. When you say a couple, do you mean two? Yeah. All right. What? I don't mean I when I say when I say the word couple I mean ah, two, three, four. I don't know. Few is three. Yeah. A couple. Eh, a couple. Is two. Couple of hamburgers. Yeah, it's That's two. Like a few hamburgers. It's like when you're in a couple, it's like two people. Well, I get, I get what a couple is. Do you? Because it sounds like you don't, John. It sounds I'm like just saying, you think when I hear it's a the word, oh, I'll give you a couple bucks for it. I, I don't really, literally <laughs> think it's two dollars. I don't know what to say to you right now. <laughs> College Park Yoga, the building is for lease. College Park Yoga is moving out. They say they're moving. Moving somewhere else. Do they say they didn't say where they're moving? Just up the street. They said. Really? Yeah. 
but they won't tell me where. But that's so all right. I assume it would have to be a bigger space, right? Or and I don't. Who's going to move out of that space? This, this is a cool beautiful mid-century modern. Looks like it was a gas station. I think it was. And then, but before them, it was like a glass shop. Oh, that was before that my time. Is gorgeous. It's going to be someone's pimped-out office space. So, do you think that they just? Their, their lease ran out or it was too expensive or I'm not gonna for once in my life I'm not <laughs> gonna make it up I have no idea why they moved out I, I used to go there I assume if you're called College Park Yogi you're pretty much stuck in College Park you can't move to they used move to be to uh, Baldwin Park can you downtown Credo that was the oh, yeah that was not good foresight they were in they there sh- they should have just called the Credo <laughs> Ben Hoyer if you're listening change your name yo just call it Credo Come I don't on. call it downtown Credo it's like Credo. when people use hashtags I just call it Credo. I just call it Credo. That's but yeah, Credo. you could call it Cre- College Park Credo. Downtown Credo would be the one on, on I'm very. I'm, I'm a stickler about boundaries, you know, and where you are. Use the right neighborhood. And if you're posting something on Instagram and you're in Mills 50, don't be hashtagging Audubon Park and Thornton Park. No. That doesn't make sense to me. And I you know it's because Orlando. you think you're trying to be like an influencer. And influencers <laughs> are using all the hashtags. But do you like? Do, do people call you break. an influencer? Yeah, and it drives me crazy. I don't like it We're, either. We work in the news. We run a news site. I actually literally just got a contract from somebody, and it was an influencer contract. I'd have ripped it up. <laughs> Should have peed care. on. Should have just peed on. I'm it. just excited. People know who I am, so I'll show <laughs> up. If you just send me an email and say come hang out with us, I'll be there. Uh, Mayim Bialik. You know who that is? Uh, Blossom? Yeah. yeah, I know who that is. She's coming to town on April 4th. Whoa. Whoa. That was her brother, Joey. Whoa. She's coming Deepak, April show. 14th. Uh, the city wants your input on their sustainability action plan. They want to know how you feel about what they want to do to make Orlando a more sustainable space. So you get to rank things. You say, I like this, and I don't like this, and this is why. And what are you like going to rank five number questions. one? I already did it. Food waste was good. I wanted uh, I wanted more f- local agriculture downtown. Yeah. I said take over Festival Park and make it a food orchard. You just want, you just want all farms downtown? That's what I want. That's what I want. All right. We got two minutes, Brennan. Two What's minutes. going on this week? Um, and well, first I want to say build a bomb shelter because <laughs> President Putin <laughs> just released a video. He was pitching about their new nuclear capabilities, nuclear capabilities. And he in the slideshow, there's a video of Florida getting bombed. I know. And that's crazy. Why not just pick another place? I don't like it. So fix it. You can find out that story on Orlando Weekly. They did a really good summary of it. We don't have much time, Brendan. Stash Bash. Tonight. Stonewall. Check it out. Underwear. Dudes and mustaches. If you're lonely, this is where you can find your future ex-husband. There's a rack... Rat taxidermy class tomorrow, Saturday, 6.30 p.m. You can stuff some rats at the Black Art Collective, 36 Where? Black Art Collective. Where is that? That's uh, the old bike shop in Soto. Don't, don't don't get me off target. We only have a couple sorry, minutes. Go. It's uh, Eat Local Sip and Stroll at the Audubon Park, 2 p.m. You can drink, shop, have fun, walk around. The Blackberry Smoke Concert on Church Street, 5 p.m., St. Patrick's Day Parade in Winter Park, 2 p.m. Park Avenue. So you can't drive. You're trying to cut through Winter Park. You can't do it. <laughs> you got to go around. Uh, the bar clean on Mills. All of the cool local bars in Mills 50 
are banding together via guest house and mills 50 to start recycling their own things they're doing this mass clean out to recycle all the stuff in their bars because a lot of them don't have recycling which is insane to me oh yeah and so on sunday they're all getting together to recycle if you want to go help them you should 10 a.m to 2 p.m and the fab Fr- fab fringe fundraiser that we we're talking about before with mr michael 7 p.m monday plaza live 35 bucks rupaul loves it you will too you did it brendan <gasps> What are you doing this weekend? I'm at Pachata Shot right now. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> while this is playing, while this is airing, I've on got the radio. a big gay wedding to go to. Congratulations to Jason Lambert from Hammered Lamb. Uh, and then there is a birthday party that night. Happy birthday to Jess O'Neill from West News. Nice. And uh, then I'm going to be heavy drinking. Cool. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'll see you next week, Brendan. I lost my pants.